Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And let's talk college football. Now, Ryan, of course, I know you're digging in the weeds, and it's nothing more fun than maybe handicapping these lines that are small. I love a small line. Three and a half is what I'm seeing on the board at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. The only sportsbook. With Colorado. Um, and it just kind of reminds me of like player props for like role players in the NBA. Postseason, you see like the old P.J. Tucker six and a half points, the Kevon Looney five and a half points, stuff like that. You know, I like to take a chance on the, on the small number. It just feels a little safer and easier to, to get a hold of. What are you feeling with Colorado this season with the three and a half? Yeah, three and a half seems about right, right? They go, I believe, four and eight last season. They bring back their starting quarterback, Brendan Lewis, who was a redshirt freshman, so obviously not huge expectations when you're a redshirt freshman at Colorado. Um, And it was a mediocre football team, but he only completed 58% of his throws, and he averaged just six yards per attempt, so definitely not going to go over with that kind of quarterback production. Uh, He was actually tied for last among eligible Pac-12 quarterbacks. And I'd probably put him right there, man. I don't even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. They have a bunch of other guys. They have Drew Carter. Uh, He's going to be a sophomore, a true sophomore. Um, They have James Mott, who came over from Florida Atlantic. You might remember he started some games there. And then they have JT Shrout from Tennessee, who probably would be the starting quarterback, but he's already got a knee injury. He's coming off a knee injury, Mm -hmm. so he hasn't taken any snaps yet. He didn't play any spring ball. And they started really late for some reason. Like, I didn't even watch their spring game. They lost their two top wide receivers uh, as far as targets last season. Both hit the transfer portal, probably rightfully so. They bring back Daniel Arias. He had 19 catches, and that's the most production you had in the wide receiver room. They go to the uh, portal. They get R.J. Sneed from Baylor. He was all right there there a couple years. Uh, Ty Robinson. They lost both of their running backs. One of them went to Michigan State in the portal. And they're just not a really good team. They lost pretty much everybody in the secondary, and they're already really weak there. And I don't trust them defensively. The most experience they bring back is on their defensive line. And last year, they had one of the worst defensive lines in the country. They gave up 178 yards on the ground per game. Um, and they look at the schedule, man. They open up with TCU to start the season. Even at home, that's a brutal draw. I actually took a little shot with TCU to win the Big 12 this year. Mm-hmm. Then they're on the road week two against Air Force. Air Force is always really good, especially on the road. And then week three, their non-conference schedule, they go on the road against Minnesota. I went over on their win total. They bring back Tanner Morgan, their play caller that was there three years ago when Morgan looked like an NFL quarterback. I think their secondary is going to get torched. They may give up 200 yards on the ground in that game uh, from Ibrahim Campbell by like the first half. UCLA at home, that's tough. Even if UCLA is you know a 7-8 win team, they should take care of business here. They go to Arizona. That's a winnable game, but it becomes tougher because it's on the road. At home against Cal, the only play I would have there, the over, no defense will be played. Then they're on the road against Oregon State. That should be a win. And then 
look at the, they they get to host Utah, but it's Utah. That's a forty point loss. They get to host Oregon. We don't know if Oregon's going to be any good, but they should be much better if you look at the recruiting class. Uh, then Colorado, then USC on the road, Washington on the road without Jimmy Lake, so they have a real coach. I think the most I would say three wins. So a no go, not enough to play the under, but definitely not enough for the over because I don't like Brendan Lewis. I feel bad for the coaching staff because I think they need some more time. But uh, yeah, defensively, man, they're so bad. Like they're bad and they're in the Pac-12 where nobody plays any defense and they're historically bad. So nothing for me. I'd probably go under or nothing for Colorado. Yeah, it would. It, I'm with you. It would have to be under or nothing for me. But still, that three and a half is such a small number. Yeah, I wish it was maybe like a four and a half because I would definitely take the over. Um, Colorado should have a, a decent talent to get past Air Force on the road. I don't know if I'm taking the beat TCU, though. Uh, their offense has to be strong right away. Um, and then the rest of the Pac-12, like you already outlined, that schedule is brutal. There's no base of certain wins to count on uh, on their schedule. I mean, I feel like they just are undermanned or, or out uh, outperformed pretty much on paper in every single one of these matchups. Now, also, you look at this team and you say, well, offensively, can they be uh, better? And they could, but I just don't know if they have the ability to do so with the talent that they have uh, brought in, you mentioned some of the transfers and then the guys that were there last year. The buff, the Buffs last year, second worst offense in college football. They averaged just 257 yards per game, 18.8 points per game. That doesn't tell the whole story uh, in terms of their consistency. Um, there hasn't been any semblance of uh, consistency, though. Not a decent passing attack as well. Like just not a just not a ton. They had some personnel losses and changes from last year, but it's you know it's not necessarily a bad thing. But still, the offensive line has a lot of work to do. They did get tackled Tommy Brown from Alabama. That should help. And the starting five might grow into a little positive uh, unit uh, uh, for Buffalo this season. But still, like, you need more. Jared Broussard is off to Michigan State. That's, that's the guy you alluded to. Uh, the best, the rest of the, the running backs return. You got Sam Houston from San, uh, Sam Houston State transfer, Ramon Jefferson. Uh, he almost, what, almost had 2,000 yards in two years. He should probably be the their main uh, point of attack yeah. uh, rushing-wise. And then you already talked about the quarterback position. What are we doing there? The defense, I mean, their DBs are like the best part uh, about their defensive unit. Their defensive backfield is really, really good. But it's just because they make a ton of big plays. And I think that is more of an indictment on the lack of a pass rush than it is that these DBs are so... You know, stout and so and so and so talented. It's just because you know you give quarterbacks opposing quarterbacks that is a ton of time to put the ball in the air, and the, then the defensive backs have to play Superman and break this uh and break this thing open or try to save the day. Uh, it just has to show up that pass rush. You had Terrence Lane, um, who fits more into a three four system. He just has to get behind the line more as well. Um, the tackles, 300-plus pounders in rotation. They should be fine. The outside linebackers have to give or apply more pressure. Carson Wells is their leading playmaker. He has like a hybrid role there as well. He's got to get more pressure on the quarterback, too. Their top returning tackling linebacker is Quinn Perry. But, you know, that 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 that's pretty much it. Those DBs yeah. are, they're going to have a, their hands full. Now, you see, the leading tack, tackler is Isaiah Lewis. He's back at the safety spot. Mark Perry can literally hit stick you, uh, all, hit stick you out of your socks. He left. He went to TCU. Uh, Makai Blackman, he's at USC. Christian Gonzalez went to Oregon. So, like, yeah, even all the guys that I talked about, you you lose them to big-time programs. Like, I don't think Buffalo has a ton. So, it would have to be the under. That number three and a half does scare me. But I look at their schedule and I say, well, pretty much the, your entire schedule, I don't, I don't believe in you in. I believe in you uh, against Air Force. Will you beat TCU? 
I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. TCU beats them. I don't think so. And those are like your only like possibles for me. I yeah. Mean, the rest of it is like I it's it's a coin flip, and I'm not really giving you guys the uh, the uh, the tip of the hat in those situations. I think the the uh, most interesting thing about Colorado this season will be um, is it their last season? Is this one of the last seasons that they're in the Big Twelve? Because mm-hmm. like it came out today, you know that the uh, I'm sorry, the Pac-12 because the Big Twelve is going to make a push. For them, they're hoping to expand up to six Pac-12 schools. They're just going to steal away, and Colorado being one of them. But I, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. That win total seems about right. I probably wouldn't touch it. Yeah, so they got some. They got some guys that are interesting though. Isaiah Lewis, he's their safety. Uh, he's a senior. This is fifth season, thirty years of starter, six foot two hundred five. Let the team with sixty eight tackles, uh, two picks, second All Star season for him. They got Jalen Sammy as well, defensive tackle, six six three twenty five. You got some other guys like we already talked about, Ramon Jefferson, 5'10", 215, almost 300 carries, 1,900 rushing yards, 20 touchdowns uh, last season at Sam Houston State. That's their biggest get, I would probably say. Uh, JT Stroud has to step up, 6'3", 220, 53%. He completed 53% of his passes last year, 494 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions, in eight games at Tennessee, eight games. Yeah, at I, Tennessee. I and I do think like the thing about them, you know, and maybe because if you look at the recruiting class, that's the other thing is okay. You give the coaching staff another year; they're going to get some talent. Maybe they could figure out the quarterback position. And again, it couldn't be any worse than it was last year when you're starting really a redshirt freshman, right? But if you look at the 2023 recruiting class, they have the number 11 recruiting class in the country right mm. now. Colorado does. They just signed uh, C.J. Turner, who's one of the top linebackers in the nation. And they finally, they're, like, they're going to get a quarterback. They got this Stab kid who's a four-star. Uh, they went into California to steal him away. So just them being in the top 25 in 2023, potentially they move on here in a couple of years to the Big 12, but at least they're heading in the right right direction, which is a good thing for them. So nothing on nothing for, like, a play this year. Would they beat Cal, you think? I do think, yeah. At and, home. And, and that's a game where I can't wait to see what the total is. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those Pac-12 games where I'll bet the over and it'll be like three all and I'll be rooting for triple overtime, yeah. you know, four overtimes in it. That'd probably be like my only play, though. Because like you said, like they bring back dudes from the secondary. The secondary, it's like hit or miss, though, you know? It's either a pick six, they make a play, or they're giving up touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I just, with that conference, I have no idea this year. You know, you look at it, USC only plus 200 with a new coaching staff and a whole new roster, Utah who I love. I mean, I can't talk enough about them. That, that's who I played. I went over their win total, played them to win the conference. I don't trust anybody else really in the Pac-12, man. That and the Big 12, I just have no idea this year. Like, we know in the Big 10, Ohio State's going to be dominant. You know, and then we know, we think Michigan State should be there again this year. Yeah. Unless last year was a fluke. We know Michigan will be there most likely again. SEC, Georgia's going to be good. Bama's going to be good. A&M will probably be good, but... Pac-12, I have no clue this year, other than Utah. Yeah, we're trying to wrap our head around this thing, but Colorado wins over three and a half. You know what? I would strongly lean the under. Yeah. I actually might play that, because now that I look at it, I don't know if they beat anybody other than Air Force. That yeah, might be my I only win. I think Air Force is going to get them, Air too. Force, <laughs> maybe, maybe Cal, maybe Air Force, but I think I like the under overall. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.